0: So the listeners who know me personally have asked me why I don't talk about business on BU. Well, the reason is because it just didn't feel right. I was following my gut, my heart, and my intuition. And now I know that the time is now. So I'm really, really happy about a decision that we made at BU. And that is to create a spinoff channel. So if you go over to bu.supercast.tech, you will discover Be You in Business. On that platform, I will share all things sales, marketing, team building, attraction marketing, building a business without sacrificing your integrity, your values, your energy, and yourself. I did it the wrong way for a lot of years. I was the queen of hustle and grind. And yes, I did build a very substantial business that I was proud of, but it came at a huge cost. And a lot of women are out there building businesses, sacrificing themselves. I'm excited to share with you what I learned and the evidence I have to prove that that new way of building business as myself, the real version of myself, without being cookie cutter without sacrificing what really made sense to me in my heart, how that brought me more growth and more income than I had ever made with so much less effort. I've lived through both the before and the after, and I'm excited to teach you everything that I figured out the hard way. I will save you years and years of mistakes and painful lessons And I realize that now is the time to do that. I'm truly, truly, truly all in with this. And I can't wait to get into that with you and go as deep as you want to go. You'll be able to interact with me. You'll be able to make suggestions about episodes, ask me questions. And I think you're going to be very refreshed by what you see over there. It's not what you're seeing everywhere on social media and in other programs. I'm going to be so real and raw and honest with you. And my greatest joy is going to be empowering women to be hugely successful without feeling drained, without feeling that relationships are strained, and without feeling like there's nothing left for you. There's a better way to build. And I'm going to show you how. So meet me over on Supercast, and we'll get started together. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman, and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multimillion-dollar business. Ten years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey everyone, Jill Herman here. Welcome back to BU Podcast. So happy to have you with me, with us, all of us together, joining hands, locking hearts all over the world to unbecome, to unlearn, to excavate, to discover, to remember who we really are. So we've had an episode in the past about looking at past experiences and situations and asking where was God in that story? I heard someone use a term I had never heard of before called God goggles. And I thought, you know, why don't we use God goggles and talk about using God goggles in the present and in future experiences. So it's one thing to look back and say, oh, where was God? Oh, there was God. Oh, I get that. But what about right now? What about right now in the present as we're looking at our relationships? And I want to just stick to relationships today, because every interaction we have with other people outside of just bumping into strangers on the street and having conversations, and that alone is full of lessons. But all the interaction with people who are significant to us, who we spend a significant amount of time with, that's a classroom. And many times we find ourselves in a position where... We fall into judgment and we fall into victim. We're pointing fingers even though we think we're not. We're complaining. We're looking at what people are doing to us and how they are not doing what we want them to do. We get frustrated. And what would it look like if we put on God goggles? How would we show up in those situations and how would we see the situations? So picture yourself right now with your significant other. If you don't have someone in your life who fits that description, think of someone currently in your life who is very significant to you, a friendship or a family member. And perhaps wherever you are right now, just picture yourself, if you're able to safely close your eyes and picture yourself putting on a pair of goggles or glasses. And when you put those on your eyes, those glasses or goggles give you a vision that only comes through the lens that God has. And that lens is love. All things love. Remember, there's only love and fear and fear does not come from God. So all things love, forgiveness, grace, joy, abundance, acceptance, happiness, pleasure. That's all you can see through. You still see the interaction between you and that other person, you see the argument, you see what they did, you see and hear the names they called you or the way they did not show up for you, the way they abandoned you or perhaps betrayed you, the way they didn't keep their word, the way they ignore you and they don't see you, they don't celebrate you. You still see that. But now as you're looking through these glasses, these goggles, what you see is, yeah, All that's true. And every time that person did that, said that, didn't say that, every time I felt any form of pain in response, it was an opportunity for me to see that this person is showing me where I am not free, where I have wounds, where I get to grow where I don't see myself, where I don't love myself, where I betray myself, where I lie to myself. The behavior of that other person is still there. However, when we look through that lens of love, as painful as it is, we don't have to be glad that it happened. However, we get to, we get to look at it still as a gift. How can you be not glad it happened, but think of it as a gift? Because you can. I'm not glad that my childhood happened the way it did. It was awful. Every day, I felt lost and confused and alone. Every day, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that my parents would stop fighting each other, that we could just have peace. We could just be happy. I prayed for certainty and security I prayed that we would have enough money to pay our bills, to be able to have our telephone working and our oven working and have a car to drive. I prayed that I wouldn't have to just ask for one pair of jeans for Christmas because I didn't want to stress my parents out. I prayed that my parents would just like each other and love each other. I prayed that I wouldn't be invisible anymore. I prayed that the screaming would stop. I'm not glad that any of that happened yet. I still can see it now through this lens of God glasses and God goggles. I can see so much more than that. It hurt, and I don't like it, and I didn't like it, and thank you. It's because of that that I became the person that I am today. I see that the fighting with my parents was just two wounded people full of trauma, having no idea how to be any different, how to process that. Who chose someone who reminded them of pain from their childhood. Because that's what we do. I didn't get this from my dad. And I want that so badly. And as I go into my teens and into my twenties or maybe my thirties, I subconsciously choose a man who reminds me. What? Reminds me of that. No, you don't want that. Yes reminds me of that because subconsciously I believe that if I find someone who reminds me of that man, that in this relationship, this time I'll get what I didn't get as a kid. This time I will be seen and loved and cherished. And then we realize that that's not going to happen. And then we move on to another one that looks the same until we wake up, until we figure it out. That's what is seen through the lens of love. When we look through God goggles at every relationship, we can say, oh, that actually had nothing to do with me. They weren't doing that to me. Their experience and their behavior was simply mirroring something to me, reminding me of something, triggering something deep in me that God wanted me to see so that I could heal that part of me. They were triggering my abandonment issues so that I could finally heal the part of me that feels abandoned and alone. God was trying to show me this can be healed, but it can only be healed if you say so, and you can't heal it until you see it, and you can't see it until they dig it up out of you. Yeah, but, but he, yeah, but, but. But then you have the goggles on and you say, oh yeah, now I see it. Now I see that we are two children acting out our trauma and our pain, and our wounding, and we're calling it marriage. The chemistry I felt when I picked that person, oh, that wasn't chemistry. That was just familiar because that feeling of abandonment was familiar. Oh, man. And it's okay. Now I know. Because through love comes forgiveness and grace. I forgive myself for that. I didn't know any better. And I love myself. I love all of myself. I love all parts of myself and all former versions and current and future versions of myself. Interesting. When I look at that friendship, I realize if I were seeing it through the lens that God sees things through, I would only see her gifts. I would only see how hard she is trying. I would only see that there's so much I can't see. I would see that if I feel like she isn't being a loyal friend, I get to look at why I attracted her. And I get to look at what it will feel like to create a healthy boundary. And it might mean walking away. You see, looking at it through god goggles doesn't mean that I tolerate abuse, that I tolerate bad behavior, that I tolerate being in a, in a relationship that doesn't make me feel good. But looking through God goggles challenges me to ask, what does it even mean to feel good? What does it mean for me to say that you don't make me feel good or you make me feel good or you make me feel bad? What if the truth is only I can make myself feel that way? I still don't want you as a friend, but thanks for the lesson. What if using God goggles in my marriage shows me that I cannot make that person choose to grow. I can't make that person, bribe that person, beg that person, coach that person, force that person, control that person into anything. And I get to decide how this is going to look from this point forward, understanding that. If I have God goggles on and God glasses and I'm looking through a lens and a prescription of love, And I look at my children. I realize they are God's children. They are not mine. They came through my womb. They came through me. If they were adopted, they came through my heart. But they don't belong to me. They are not extensions of me. They have my DNA, perhaps. But they're not really mine. They're God's. They have their own journey, their own path. And I am here to guide and love and support and learn from them as much as I'm here to teach them. That's what I believe God goggles would tell me. I believe that if I looked at my children through God glasses, things would be a lot easier. I would accept them for who they are. I wouldn't try to make the one who's hyperactive, quote unquote, normal. I wouldn't try to tell the one who's creative and likes to dress herself that she dresses a weird way and should dress this way. I wouldn't tell my child that they don't get to listen to the cues of their own body if they're hungry or they're not hungry. If they want to give grandma or grandpa a kiss or they don't. I would treat them like sovereign beings. I would have strong, firm, healthy boundaries. I would keep them in a safe container called rules. Yet, I would not try to contain their spirit. I wouldn't try to control their soul and their soul path and their dharma. I would realize that that is so much bigger. That is with God. That is not my conversation. I'm a spectator. I am a spectator. Their achievements and their failures are not on me. If I were looking through God goggles, that's what I would see. I would see all of the times that I need to give myself grace Because those children were wanting me. They didn't care about the things. They just wanted my time. They wanted to be seen. They wanted to be heard. They wanted to be loved and appreciated for who they are. They wanted my face to light up when they entered a room. If I were looking through God goggles, I would see that. And I would also see that I deserve and they deserve for me to forgive myself for not knowing that at the time. If I were looking through God goggles I would see my husband for the man he really is not for who he used to be not for who I said he was but his highest and truest self I would see all of the times he does his best to love me I would never again judge his behavior I would see that any time that behavior upset me or made me angry or frustrated me it was a lesson for me about me in me for me if i were looking through god goggles i also would see that god would encourage me to have a voice discover my voice and to ask for what i want without apology and be willing to give it to myself if that person cannot If I were looking through God goggles, I would look at every person in my life and be so grateful for them. I would send love and appreciation and grace to those I've chosen to no longer interact with, forgive them and forgive myself for all of it. I would look at my relationships and say, I am don't want to waste any more time. I want to spend less time doing and more time being. What would you see if you were looking through God goggles? I'm standing in front of you and I am your child or I am your spouse. Tell me what you see. What do you see? If you hold your hand on your heart, you take a few deep breaths and you ask yourself that question, man, oh man, that world, that vision is going to open up. The veil will be lifted. Because through those lenses, you cannot see the past. And you cannot see what you think is the future. You can only see now. You can't see the mistakes. You can't see the wrongdoings. You can't see any hurt or pain. You can only see them as God sees them. That's the only way to see them. Even the people who you are so disappointed in, You would be able to see them the way God sees them. As a clean slate. As an empty vessel. As love and light. Even if they are on a journey where they're not choosing love and light and they're not expressing that, you would still be able to see it all in them and around them. If I were looking through God goggles... I would realize that that's all there is. Everywhere, that's all there is. Nothing but love. Our humanness is going to challenge that and say, that's not true. There is evil. That's not true. There are bad, mean people who do bad things. There's war. There's murder. Horrible, horrible, atrocious acts against humanity. I believe if you were looking through the same lens as your creator you would see that and you would not like that and yet you would still focus on love the love in them the love they are denying the love they are running from and hiding from yet still just love Can you imagine what our lives would be like if we thought this way and we saw things this way? So the next time there's a conflict, the next time there's an interaction that doesn't feel good, pull these out of your pocket and put them on. It doesn't mean you're not empowered to set boundaries and to say no and to walk away, and to hold people accountable for their actions, what it does mean is that that all gets to be true, and you get to look at it through the lens of love. What is it here to teach me? Am I willing and ready to learn that? And now walk over in your mind to a mirror, and you've got those goggles on. And I want you to tell me how you see yourself. How do you see those thighs, that tummy, those breasts, that face? How do you see it now? Do you see the, the legs that take you from place to place that you're grateful for? Do you see that whatever you think you don't have or you, or you don't want on your body, is something you can choose to accept and love? Do you see that there are some ways you physically show up that you caused and you have all the power to change? Do you see that you choosing not to change that is serving some sort of a need that comes through nothing but pain and fear? And do you see that there's another way to look at that? Look into your eyes and ask yourself, what do I see? What I see When I look at you is what I also am teaching myself to see when I look in the mirror and I look into my own eyes. It's uncomfortable, but I'm choosing to see beauty, enoughness, love, joy, power, grace. I'm choosing to see a miraculous human being who is here for a very, very great purpose. I choose to see someone who is loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, valued, and celebrated. I'm going to ask you to do something that is going to put some of you way out of your comfort zone. I'm asking you to take a picture of something or take a picture of yourself. And I want you to tag me and put hashtag God goggles. And I'm asking you to pay this message forward to others. Of course, I would love for you to share this episode, right? But if you don't do that, just, just share the message. Teach this to someone else. Open up someone else's heart and eyes to the idea of looking through a different lens. When you're looking through those God glasses, you're no longer trying to prove yourself because you're enough as is. You're no longer worried about what they're thinking of you because it doesn't matter. You no longer have to achieve and grow and do and be anything other than you are to be enough. You get to do those things, but you don't need it anymore. You don't need it anymore. You can choose to exercise and, and lose weight and, and, and get strong, but you don't need to do that to feel beautiful anymore. You can do it out of choice. You get to have goals and, and choose to dream and, and want to make more money. And yeah, you don't need any of it. When you have those God goggles on and you're, looking at your life, you get to just be in it. You get to stop worrying about obsessing over and thinking about how people are dressing and wearing their hair and how they are on Instagram. You get to fast from that as long as you want to, without explaining it to anyone. And when you're truly looking through the glasses that God wears, your purpose becomes very, very clear, very quickly. And you'll want to walk in that path and only on that path forever. It will feel like a warm, loving embrace and you will never want to be let go. So yes, In the middle of an argument, put the goggles on. Try it. When you're triggered, put them on. How do you see the situation? You'll have no desire to continue the argument. You'll be able to pause, sleep on it, sit with it, table it for later. And you'll see it completely differently when you do. You'll look at yourself and say, okay, what is this telling me about me? And when you and I do that, It'll start rubbing off on the people around us. Suddenly, they will start embodying the way we see them when we only look through these glasses. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? And if they don't, it still will not create an emotional charge for you. And you can just simply walk away. Okay, so if you would, talked about this with your friends. Consider implementing this in your life. If you haven't found me on Instagram, we have an Instagram account for the podcast, BU Podcast, underscore. And then I have my own personal account, Jill Herman BU. Text me at 260-217-4675 and I'll text you back. Thanks for listening.